Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Deconstructor of Fun podcast. I have a special guest today. Yes, Salem Bianan, CEO of Geek Lab, founder and CEO of Geek Lab. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks a lot, Miska. It's it's great to be here. Uh, it's been a while since we actually last had a chat, so uh, extremely excited to be here. <laughs> we were supposed to record this on site, and then I have to I have the school thing with my kids, and there was a storm and. I'm lazy. Let's put it that that way. But I really, really wanted to record this on site. I wanted to do this today because I think it's important to talk about product marketing. And I was thinking, who do I? Who's the uh, who's the best person to talk about product marketing with? And it's of course you. Yes, you've been a product marketer at Rovio. You were a product marketing manager at at uh, at a studio that I was leading. And since then, I'm just doing a quick intro so that people know who you are. And since then, um, thanks. You you built. A platform while being at Rovio, the Geek Lab platform. You were just working nights during the day. You were a product marketing manager for the studio, and during nights, you were this uh, bootstrapper startup person uh, building this amazing tool. Uh, with you know, it looked really nice, and then Rovio started using it, and some other companies started using it, and then at one point, you had like I think you had like 130 leads. Uh, by leads, I mean different companies that wanted to sign up and start using it. And at that point, you pulled the trigger and became an entrepreneur. Uh, but but your platform, Geek Lab, can you just tell a little bit to the audience what is it about? Yeah, uh, point on. Thanks. This is always easier when someone else does the bracking part. Uh, <laughs> but uh, awesome. Thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, but yeah, so essentially, actually, speaking of product marketing, like this tool was something that I truly like felt that I needed back when I was doing product marketing at Rovio and, and it didn't exist at a, at a level that I, I wished it would have. So that's precisely why we, why we build it and all the features like sort of around it. Um, so it's, it's been fun ever since leaving Rovio. I felt like for at least the first th- like 30 months, uh, sorry, uh, half a year. Uh, so, uh, I felt like I worked more with the, my former product marketing team than than was at Rovio because I was literally building the tool for the product marketeers uh, with the with the team here at Geek Lab. But yeah, so essentially we we have a, we have a tool that that's focused on like three key areas. So we have our analyze uh, section where we can truly like seize the market, uh, a big part of what what product marketers actually do, where the market opportunities lay, uh, what's the what's the average ARPU downloads you know, uh, revenue of, of, of your competitors, what are the key selling points they do, all of that stuff. Uh, we gather that data and, and, and showcase that in a in a way that I, I wish that that would have been accessible back when I was a product marketing manager at Rovio. Uh, it was a lot of manual labor, so we tried mm-hmm. to get rid of that. Uh, then we have our testing platform, which allows you to run uh, like pre-launch tests, which is extremely crucial for, for product marketing as well. So essentially, uh, you can create this look like App Store pages for for apps, iOS App Store, Google Play, and and Steam as well, uh, so that you can get like a hunch of of what your uh, marketing metrics uh, would look like if you if you have a theme that's that's around sci-fi against a theme that's uh, pirates, which is something that everyone loves. Um, <laughs> and then lastly, we have our our sort of the thing that we call Ask, so uh, our survey tool that's very sort of uh, mobile first made. Uh, done in a way that you're you're able to get like as high completion rates as possible, and then we have pre-made templates that allow you to quickly assess the the like sort of motivational 
framework of your of your potential audience or or demographics and and so on and all of these combined uh kind of wraps up together as the uh ultimate product marketing tool i guess i wanted to talk to you about heroic labs Building a successful game is hard enough without worrying about building your own game tech as well. Heroic Labs provides a comprehensive game stack to help you get your game into market faster and scale beyond the competition. With their Unity Game Framework Hero, you can cut development and prototyping time in half and quickly add social, economy, and reward systems to grow your game. Satori, the live ops platform built specifically for the games industry, lets you run live events, A-B tests, deliver dynamic content to players, and always keep your game growing. Nakama, the industry's leading open source game server lets you develop locally, providing all social and competitive features for your game, and then seamlessly transition to their heroic cloud hosted service and easily scale to meet the largest of audience demands. Find out how to get started at heroiclabs.com. This episode is brought to you by Data AI. Yes, they were called App Annie back in the day, but let's not talk about that. Let's talk about how Data AI is the first company to combine consumer and market data with the power of artificial intelligence. And Data AI does this to unlock unique consumer and market insight to accelerate competitive advantages across all digital channels worldwide. What we here at Deconstructor Fun really like is Data AI's Game IQ tool. It's this fantastic market and competitive intelligence tool for mobile gaming that allows publishers to really get to the feature level of a game without doing the full-on deconstructing first. Using this tool, your team can quickly tie features to performance KPIs, which will help you make difficult roadmap decisions. It's also a great tool to identify hidden growth opportunities as you can analyze games on a scale. As you well know, there are hundreds of thousands of gaming apps in the App Store and thousands of new mobile games released each month. And while we don't want you to stop reading and listening to Deconstructor Fun, the fact is we can't cover it all. With Data AI, and especially their Game IQ tool, you'll be able to efficiently determine what features provide a lift, make roadmap decisions based on accurately modeled expected outcomes, discover how competitors lifted performance through feature releases, benchmark performance against your competitors, focus with confidence on the highest potential genre for a new game release. We here at Deconstructor Fun are huge fans of Data AI, so what are you waiting for? Go to Data AI and try the service for free. So, so just to okay, so I'll, I'll lead on to the like a first question, uh, and yeah. use what you said before, and that is so, what is product marketing? And what you said is you build a tool that allows to gather market intelligence. So that I know, product marketers give a lot of good market intelligence of especially like as a product managers, we tend to look at more at the revenues and the kind of competition inside the genre. And when it came the intelligence for product marketing team, it was a lot about positioning of, of the game. Um, of course, some of the key, like there's overlap between product management, but it was a lot about positioning and in terms of positioning of how do we want to advertise? What are the unique selling points versus the product manager were focusing so much on the individual features uh, instead of how to communicate those features. So market intelligence, number one, um, testing product market fit. That's getting the early hunch of how marketable your setting, your art style, your themes are uh, so that you're not steering away too much into, you know, I've done those mistakes. I've built a game with sci-fi and it was very, very expensive to market. And you end up in a soft launch looking at crazy CPIs. So kind of getting that first product market fit. And then the, the third part was surveying. So basically understanding uh, the potential audience and being able to really design against that audience uh, and, and position your product in the development already to a target audience. But what other elements do product marketers do except these three? 
I think it would be easiest to sum it up in a way uh, back when I was doing product marketing and, mm-hmm. and still today, as we as we work with a lot of developers and we see a lot of product marketing managers and different, you know, like company compositions and stuff. So the successful ones that we see is where like uh, the, the two best bodies really are like the game lead and then the product marketing manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whereas the game lead is, is a very in internal voice in a sense it's 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 hyper focused on the on the game and, and the game team and 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 uh, communicates and and make sure that the vision is gets executed within the game itself so then the product marketing manager on the other hand is a very sort of external voice it it often in bigger companies communicates with all the central units uh that that uh you kind of need to have to to be able to acquire the audience uh, and and then is is Whereas the game lead is, is responsible for uh, communicating the vision in, internally, so that product marketing manager is then more uh, about how to communicate that external, actually make make it happen. Um, so on top of of top of things that you just just mentioned, it it also depends a bit on on what the life cycle of the product is. So mm-hmm. in in pre launch, the the teams that you collaborate are are, are quite different than than when you do live ops, uh, as an example. And, and also like, uh, a lot of the stuff that I did for live ops was, was pre ATT. Uh, yeah. so, so that was, that was also, I guess, uh, a bit of a different story. But what I would add on onto that is product marketing manager is typically the owner of the entire marketing funnel, uh, uh holistically. Uh, so whereas, uh, with big companies, you might have your UA team. That's, that's strictly about like the actual user acquisition. Uh, you might have your own like dedicated influencer team. And then on top of that, you have your, have your app store optimization team that mm-hmm. is focused on the, on the second layer of it. And then at the end of the day, there's still like the monetization in the game and you have to make sure that all of this works and, and, and you're acquiring users that actually get what they're Mm-hmm. expecting in the game itself and this is the main responsibility of the of the uh, product marketing manager in, in my view and uh, the companies and, and and in my previous experience the cases where these these things went extremely well uh, is where it, it's quite quite a solid uh, collaboration with nearly all the cent- like central units uh, that a big company might have uh, and then then the product marketing sort of gets them together. Uh, to, to then work with uh, with the game game team, very close. Got it. So so as a product marketing manager on a team, the key role is to really rein in all these specialist functions, whether it comes to user acquisition, brand marketing, app store optimization, uh, influencer marketing, um, CRM or direct marketing campaign people, uh, and and basically uh, being that that touch point for all these. Um, auxiliary resources and partnering together with the game lead or game director or product owner uh, to make sure that the marketing is on par and um, working with the product that they are marketing. Yeah. And, and to add on to that, sometimes the things that, you know, what you do in marketing specifically, uh, if, if you're doing like a, a bit more mid-core titles, so so mm-hmm. often then things that happen in the marketing might not reflect a hundred percent what's in the game itself. So it's very important to still have an alignment into into what the marketing is and then what's actually happening in the game itself. And on top of that, to to communicate that and involve the game team also into 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 understanding on on uh, on who the audience is, as as those are 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 the players, the 
the the consumers in, in the business as well. So so that's also a big big responsibility for the product marketing manager to be able to then then to get the, to get the help the game lead to to communicate and have all the data points to be able to communicate also uh, who the audience is and 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 you know how they perceive like perceive the the the, the idea of the game and the theme and so on. Yeah, that's that's actually very true. I, I often, you know, interact even now with with larger teams that that individual product managers might say that, hey, our Instagram page is not up to par compared to this other product that is our rival. So they have like opinions about things that is not in their ownership. And there you start seeing that really, even though people own certain, let's say, social pages, advertising campaign, brand marketing campaigns, they're not coordinated sometimes. Uh, to communicate uh, the, the qualities of the product. And sometimes there's just no communication between the marketing team and the product team itself. And so product marketing manager is kind of like project manager for all the marketing efforts. Yeah. Very, very clear. Um, hey, game devs. Are you tired of dealing with complicated payment processes all over the world? Well, Exola's got your back with Exola PayStation. It has a simple, user-friendly interface that makes it easy for players to pay for your games and in-game content however they want. And because the Exola PayStation user interface is adaptive and accessible on smartphones, tablets, and PCs, your players will have a seamless experience no matter their preferred device. Players can save their favorite payment methods for future purchases, and on mobile, even charge purchases directly to their phone carrier bill. On the back end, you can customize your checkout with game-specific integration options like sidebars and iPhones, frames, as well as change colors, fonts, and images to make PayStation look and feel like a natural part of your game. Ready to see Exola's PayStation in action? Visit exola.pro slash payments DOF or visit the link in this podcast description. The games industry is experiencing unprecedented growth, with global revenues projected to reach a staggering $268 billion by 2025. But with more players than ever connecting across platforms and devices, how can your game stand out against the competition? AppsFlyer has created AppsFlyer for Games to help you unlock your player's true LTV by providing a wealth of game measurement solutions, unique industry insights, and proven best practices. Our dedicated hub is packed with innovative products, industry partnerships, and unrivaled expertise to ensure your game brand adapts and thrives. We understand that every game is unique and AppsFlyer's data-driven insights allow us to cater to your specific needs. We know that in today's evolving landscape, staying ahead of the curve is crucial. Trust in AppsFlyer for games to guide you through this exciting journey. We have the tools, the knowledge, and the passion to help you succeed in this ever-expanding landscape. Together, we'll conquer new worlds, both real and fantasy, break records, and create gaming experience that leave a lasting impact. Get in touch with AppsFlyer for games today and unleash your game's true potential. AppsFlyer for games supercharging the gaming landscape let's say i'm hiring a product marketing manager and i have a let's put a game in soft launch like we're gearing up for launch and i'm working at a mid-sized studio with with all these auxiliary resources like what kind of a what is a good product marketing manager like what kind of a person am i looking for what am i what are my expectations for this person so i've always found it extremely useful to be sort of a a uh, good generalist so you're not like extremely good at anything but you're quite okay with a with, with a ton of stuff the reason for that being that that way you're able to communicate very clearly with with uh, specific vocabulary with with the certain crafts within the team and this is a case where, where you mentioned that you have a mid-sized studio that actually mm -hmm. has these resources in soft launch you definitely need like a, a user research 
like personnel as well on top of what we mentioned earlier so so that would definitely be one thing that uh, I'd, I'd be looking for like th- this is where I feel that also like the experience comes comes handy to understanding the full full marketing funnel it's it's something that we, we often talk about a lot and there's a lot of presentations about it but but also to truly actually have been held or or have the will to truly help hold all the different different sections somewhat in in your in your product product management um, so that you'll be able to craft like a story from the first ad that the user sees to to then actually making the final purchase or the first purchase uh, in the in the in the game itself, that's that's like a it's a journey that you have to have to truly be able to understand, and that's something that I would I would verify that the product marketing manager is truly on top of. Got it. So, understanding the full marketing funnel that means um, I mean that means a lot of things. Like you have to understand user acquisition. You'll be able to run campaigns at at a, at a small scale. You have to understand creative creative production, uh, creative trends. Um, you have to understand app store optimization to 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 uh, to increase your install per thousand impressions. Surveys you have yeah. to understand those to kind of understand the, the type of players, and then you have to start understanding the game as well that you're marketing or the product that you're marketing because you need to know what drives sales, um, at what points do do uh, do players monetize, and, and what kind of a hooks and, and so forth. So you have to be quite quite good on on many things but not an expert on on any, on everything so got it all right yeah. clear yeah maybe i quickly add also kind of hence the name manager so i actually mm-hmm. it felt quite natural to to then move to a role of a ceo and i i continued kind of doing the same thing not being an extreme expert on anything but let like other people that are actually better at, at those specific crafts do the thing mm-hmm. and then just just kind of take the ownership of the vision and, and, and making sure that that's communicated and executed actually uh, as, as planned. How would you test uh, a product marketing manager? That's actually a very good question. Trying to reflect uh, because I, hel- I was helping to hire a replacement for myself too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> what were the actual questions we asked? <laughs> but that was also kind of exactly post ATT. So everything was as chaotic as, as it was uh, yeah. last week when, when Unity News came up. I would, I would really deep dive into, into first um, kind of questioning like how the, the product marketing manager is, is, is approaching about like actually seizing up the market. Like uh, do they have the knowledge and, and understanding of of being able to look at the market opportunities and 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 go towards a specific uh, blue ocean, or to understand the risks about going there as well, and then then secondly, uh, just ask in general about like the, the full marketing funnel and how they would actually break it down into what that full marketing funnel consists of, to understanding of of whether or not they truly understand it uh, in the in the way uh, you'd want them to. Got it. And would you expect them to have direct experience in running, you know, Facebook campaigns and, you know, maybe creative creative <laughs> productions and stuff like that? Right. Uh, I would say that depends a, a lot on the on the size of the company too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like specifically a mid-sized company where you might have your like UA team separately, uh, mm-hmm. then then not even necessarily at all like it's that's that's a completely uh different craft as well 
and and I feel like the product marketing manager is fully capable of doing their job as well without themselves actually running the, the technical side of things. But they would still have to be able to understand how, like, for example, the self-attributing networks uh, work like. Got it. So they have to be avid reader of mobile dev memo, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> or, okay. or, or a, or a uh, member of uh, Deconstructor of Fun. Well, I would say mobile dev memo in this case, and, and also subscriber to the paid tier of mobile dev memo. Shout right. out to to mobdev, mobile dev memos, uh, $8 a month uh, subscription with with uh, incredible insights. So uh, so all the product marketing managers get get on that. Um, and what is the uh, what is the good organizational setup for product marketing? Is this person part of the uh, the marketing function? central marketing or, you know, however you want to see it, or, or marketing division, or is this person directly on the product team? This is a, 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 a good, good question because uh, it, it, I, I feel like it's always been a burning topic. Um, the best cases, however, when I, like that I've seen is when the product marketing manager is as close to the game lead as as uh, game team as possible, literally sitting with the game team. If if that's the only product they work on, even better. Then they then they can truly like bring their full focus on it because that's truly also a a, a job that that deserves the full focus on it. So uh, that would be ideal. But quite often. It, it does seem that like the product marketing managers do have to split a few multiple uh, titles, uh, but I would still recommend to actually, you know, then split your week uh, among sitting together with the game game teams because at the end of the day, that's the actual product that you're marketing. Uh, so that's exactly where you should be. In my opinion. Got it. So even even if you're placed in an organization into a central function, or you might be working on two or more titles. You should be still spending most of your time directly with the team, and and that's actually a great point. I mean, Jen uh, on on this podcast is a, as well has earned a lot of respect from the game teams by just being so deep in the game, and oftentimes like playing the competitors' games and being like even even more advanced in in the game than the game team itself, and that garners a lot of respect in terms of what what she has to then say or any product marketing manager has to say. So. You kind of have to not kind of you really have to have to use the product that you're marketing uh, and not only to understand it better, but also to to be able to communicate with the same language with the uh, with the product team. Yeah, 100 um, percent. All right. Last one. How has product marketing evolved from pre ATT when you were a young um, mark product marketing manager with a full set of hair? working at, at Rovio. I knew that was coming up. <laughs> I know. To now being a, a founder four years and there's not a lick of hair left because the role of a founder is so fun. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, well, like pre-ATT, I, I, I thought about this the other day and uh, it was, it was, it was great times. <laughs> like we, we, but, but we actually put a lot of trust in the networks too. I felt like back then it was more about like just keeping up with the trends, coming up with the creative strategy and, and then then sort of uh, letting the networks kind of find your audience, if, if, if you know what I mean. 
Whereas now with post like ATT, it's it's so much more difficult when you lack so much data from from what you kind of were able to to feed back to the to the uh, behemoth. So now like it's a lot for the it, it's a big responsibility for the product marketing manager to actually be the one that then finds the data, meaning that you have to conduct these surveys constantly. You have to. To, to find ways to 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 test and and, and research and, and and learn about your audience, uh, what things work and what don't, to then feed back to your creative strategy. As you you kind of lack that uh, automatic machine that that used to work uh, pre ATT. I would say that that's probably the the biggest difference. Uh, so would you say yeah. would you say that the role of a product marketing manager has um, increased or in terms of uh, in terms of I wouldn't say value. Everybody's valuable in, in the mm-hmm. in the grain, but uh, but increased in terms of like their share of voice has increased over time. Yeah, like previously, it could have been that you had a team that that had like a very strong creative lead within the team as well, uh, and then a user research team. I feel like pre- previously it was more capable of running without the product marketing manager, whereas now because we we lack those data like opportunities the ua managers are still if not more busy than 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 pre-att so they don't have any time to to find any any new data sources either on on, or or surveying the the audience constantly so so yeah i i I guess uh i could you you could say that i'm saying that uh the importance has has risen and and has anybody else's importance in the uh uh, the marketing funnel decreased post ATT. That's a good question too. Um, not necessarily decreased, but I feel like a lot of like the, the roles have shifted. I, I wouldn't say that anyone has necessarily decreased. Just just mm. maybe maybe shifted a bit, like uh, into 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 um, the areas right, like kind of side to your own craft. Got it. And okay, actually, I always say final questions, and then I ask five more. Uh, final, final question. Let's say I'm I'm hiring this. I, I have all the functions, but I don't have product marketing. I have everybody. Like I can access my my UA team, my brand teams, my CRM teams, my user research teams. If I bring in product marketing manager, will that increase my cost or decrease my cost? Because I'm getting somebody to actually manage my cost centers better. Yeah, they will also want to test things, uh, and, and typically that costs too. So mm-hmm. I would say, like uh, in the in the in the uh, the upcoming four months, it will it will cost you uh, a mm-hmm. lot more. Uh, hopefully, that means that they're doing their job well by actually testing and and, and understanding the audience. But then on the other side, uh, that will save you save you if not millions, uh, a lot more uh, by then making sure that you if you're in a soft launch or, or even better, if, you, if you're already bringing in a product marketing manager when, when you're uh, in a pre-production phase and, and you want to bring them in to, to assess the market and, and, and run these tests at a, at a, at a stage where it's, it's most crucial. So that product marketing manager might end up costing you, you quite a bit, but then it might also help you to fail extremely early, saving mm-hmm. you, you know, 12 to 24 months of run, run rate, uh, as, as then uh, you don't go and end up on on like uh, early state days of soft launch to find out the exact same things that you could could have found out like way earlier. 
leaving you room to to try again with uh, with the learnings that you got from the first failure. Awesome. Let's put it this way: fail faster with a product marketing manager to the early test, and over the long time, you're able to adjust your marketing efforts accordingly to the phases of the product. And this is actually really important when working with, especially external marketing teams. It takes so much of your effort and time to figure out what's going on on the marketing side. Are they doing everything possible? Why am I getting these type of users? What's happening with my retention? Where the product leads or game leads, attention goes between the internal development, which has to be as fast as possible mm-hmm. to, to uh, adjust to all the KPIs that you're seeing, to again, second guessing what's happening on the marketing is everything okay? Doesn't seem like it. Can we figure this out? So if you can up offload basically that external part to a product marketing manager and just ask one person instead of chasing UA managers down and asking what's going on with these campaigns, why am I getting this type of stuff? That makes uh, your life a lot easier and you're able to focus on the product that you're building. Yeah, 100%. And it's an, it's an eternal balance between like the TLTV and, and, and then the CPI. And, and quite often, as we know, when, when you do things that can drastically lower, lower your CPI, that will then, then end up hurting your um, LTV if there's a mismatch. And this is, this is kind of what, what the product marketing managers are extremely good at, is, is balancing these things out. I think it was back at Rovio, but we, we kind of coined this, this North Star metric of, of uh, CPI D1. We didn't follow uh, like the CPIs uh, per se at all, but we actually all only followed CPI uh, like then multiplied by the day one retention uh, back when, when the game was at a stage mm-hmm. where it didn't still necessarily even have content for three days. But like that was a way for us to see as we do things in, in the marketing side and, and evolve our creative strategy, how the, how does that then sort of be get interpreted and, and, and felt like when you then actually come to the game itself? Uh, are you are you getting in into what what you expect and, and specifically with mid core and, and titles that like like mentioned earlier that can have like a mm-hmm. bigger this balance between the uh, what the ads are showing and then the actual core gameplay. Um, so so this this is extremely important. So CPI day one meaning like if let's say my C, my day one is forty percent and my CPI is uh, ten dollars, so that would give me yeah. four, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then if my day one is 20% and my CPI is $10 still, then that will give me two. And so the higher the number, the better. Sorry, actually, the, early... the, the, the other way around. So we, mm-hmm. we had to obviously revert the D1 so that it like uh, the lower the number, uh, the better it was. So if, if, if you have a $10, $10 CPI, mm-hmm being being bad uh at a soft launch i guess <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, if you have a had a 10 dollar cpi and then 30 30 percent retention rate so then that would have been inverted so that then you multiply that with 0.7 leading up to a cpi of less than what it would be if it would be 20 percent, because then you would multiply it by 0.8 so uh with 20 percent, you would add up end up in 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 uh sort of eight as the balanced CPI and, and with uh, 30%, you would end up in, in seven as the balanced uh, CPI. Got it. C- CPI times one minus retention percentage. 
Right, exactly. So okay. you mentioned I'm about the storm. <laughs> you mentioned about the storm, and that's that's actually that actually woke me up like three a.m. this morning. So I, I haven't slept since either. So, so like the equations are a bit. Uh, you're uh, you're you're there. a founder. You're a founder. You shouldn't be sleeping either, right? <laughs> so, so, true. True. So, all right. Yes, sir. This was fantastic. A quick podcast. Yeah. Basically, I wanted to just have a call and and refresh my my memory, but also my understanding of product management, what it was then, what it is now, how you should optimize your teams to uh, to take full benefit of product management. Um, and for all the listeners, hope you enjoyed this. A quick information um, tidbit. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully it's, it's useful. Uh, most importantly, from my perspective, I want to give a shout out to Geek Lab. I've used it at two different companies really helped me out as I as we didn't have product marketing manager in the beginning. So it helped even people like myself who are quite dummies to uh, understand how to position how to find that product market fit. Um, and, and, you know, get some market intelligence. So you've built a really cool company against the needs that you had as a product marketing manager. So thanks for the thanks for the product. And thanks for the uh, for the for the blog, uh, blog for the podcast. So thanks. Yes. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Miska. It was a pleasure as always. Thanks. All right. Every, everybody, talk to you guys later. Thank you for listening to the whole episode. If you like this podcast, please do leave a comment and share the episode. If you want to access the Deconstructor of Fun community with hundreds of senior games folk, go to our website and apply to the Slack group. And if you want to get notified of all the new content we have coming out every week, do subscribe to the weekly Deconstructor of Fun newsletter. Finally, do remember, we love you guys and we appreciate you guys. Catch you next time.